3: You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now.
2: Oilers Nation Radio, episode 653. want to give a shout out to everybody that's in the room. Liam, Tyler, <laughs> Rick, Dan, Bag Milk here. Uh, of course, we got a lot to talk about on the Friday episode of ON Radio. What start is off- going
0: on with you right now?
4: It's <laughs> on a lot of episodes while I was, while I was gone. <laughs>
2: because it's fun to fuck with you. I like to do that kind of stuff and look at your face and you just get confused.
5: I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? Episode Episode 653. 653. Yeah, we we just had a big discussion if it was 240 or 241. I'm still not quite sure. And we just added 400 (laughs) more episodes in that time.
2: But like the fun part for me is legitimately looking at Tyler when he's confused and then he's got this look on his face like, what are you talking about?
0: What's happening right right now? Well, then you almost spill your coffee. Yeah, that would have made it sad
2: because I just washed this hoodie.
5: How often you wash your hoodies weekly. Do you wear your hoodies once or twice before you wash them, or does it depend? That's what I'm asking.
0: Yeah, it depends. Depends on the activity you do in them. 100%. What about jeans? Jeans? I'll,
5: I'll go years seven. without washing. Them. I'll
0: go. I'll go. Uh, well, I won't go years. I'll go like two weeks without washing my
5: jeans. <laughs> I think I've worn these jeans three times this week. I mean, it's Friday.
0: They're fine as long as you're not like actively shitting your pants. Like, yeah, who like cares?
5: well, <laughs> yeah, like you got skids in there.
0: <laughs> Jesus, bro.
4: It's taking a long time What's to answer that question. It was just bait. I think we just found a new one. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, You've
2: never, yeah.
0: you never pooped cool your cool pants as a real adult, <laughs> problem
5: when I do it. From. No, I have never.
0: Speaking <laughs> of, speaking of shitting ago. their pants, the Oilers are 9 and 8 <laughs> on the year. I shit
2: my pants like nice. 3 weeks ago legit.
0: Shut up. Don't say shit like that. This is, we have a lot of people listening to this podcast trying to build up credibility.
2: Uh, this is what the sponsors pay for. Uh, ON Radio episode 953. We are getting started with a delicious debate as we always do for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Clairview, it is open. You've been asking. It is open. It's reopened. And if you're down in Calgary, that new location in Calgary will be opening very, very soon as well. If you are feeling lazy on a Friday and you don't want to cook, our friends at DoorDash, Liam, Ding dong. Are here to help you. They are here to feed you. You've worked enough this week. You don't need to do any cooking. Like, let's get over it. Tyler? Yeah, what's up? What is the Oodle Noodle delicious debate for this week?
0: Well, I don't know if you guys saw, but Matthias Yanmark's on the top line for the mm. Oilers right now. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that this will work? <laughs>
2: Who wants to start here? <laughs> I think I'll
6: just say I'm confident at like a six, that it's going to be good in the meantime as, as much as we need him. I don't plan on, I don't think they plan on him being a long-term solution there, but I think he was, uh, he was showing some good effort in his games that he's played. I know it's limited experience.
4: Rick, you have a different opinion? Well, no, I just gonna like, effort, whatever. Uh, yes. I, I I don't see it being that much of a difference. Unfortunately, I don't think he has the offensive chops. Yeah, to to really take that step up, and the guys that have had the opportunity, who I do believe have believe have the offensive chops, just haven't been able to do it yet.
0: The reason why I am maybe like a little bit optimistic about this, and I think I'm going to come in at a four point five out of ten, not quite halfway there, but willing to give it a, a chance, at least even more than when I first looked at it and saw that it was happening. He plays pretty intense, and he moves okay. So if you put those things next to Connor McDavid there's a chance that you can do well. Like Patrick Maroon scored 27 goals next to this dude. And what did he, like how many of those were from outside of three feet in front of the net?
4: So, outside that? Very few. Exactly. Just get to the front of the net, keep your stick on the ice, bang home the rebounds.
0: So I think there's a lot of it with McDavid that like, if you're a competent NHLer and you just have the right mindset, you should be fine. And part of the reason why I think maybe Pugliarvi and Nuge didn't work as a duo next to McDavid Neither of them love going hard to the net. Neither of them are particularly intense on the forecheck. Poole will get in there every once in a while, but he's not like, oh wow, always first man in kind of thing. If Janmark and Hyman can be that first guys in hard below the goal line, force the centerman down low to support that could open up space for Connor McDavid to then do some more magic in the offensive zone. So I don't know. I I'm four and a half out of 10. I, this very well could last two periods. He needs or it could last two weeks.
4: People on his line that could put the puck in the net. That's yeah, that's, defense, that's pretty much all he does. Uh, that's what he needs, but nobody has been able to do it so far. We do not have that secondary scoring yet until we get it. You can place whoever you want there in the roster. And it's just, someone's got to start putting the puck in the net.
6: That's all I was going to say is just to, to Tyler's point there further with Nuge and Pooley on that line. McDavid is your shooter. And that's, I mean, not ideal. I know McDavid is a good shooter, but he's also a pretty darn good setup guy. And you need a trigger person. You need somebody that's just willing to make,
4: take that shot. I don't even know if it's a trigger person or a shooter. Someone just has to put the damn puck well, in that's, the that's
6: Yeah, but put it at the net and put it. Yeah. I mean, Whether you I would be say. Knocking them,
4: knocking pucks down in, in, in front of the net or deflecting or doing whatever. They just need to start scoring goals. And it needs to be outside of 29 and 97. And obviously 91's out for a while, but someone needs to start scoring goals and everybody else is behind pace right now. I was a little bit surprised
2: actually that, um, Eugene Hopkins got pulled off alongside McDavid. He's on pace for 40 goals this year. So it's not like he's not scoring. Um, clearly Jay Woodcroft is looking for a spark after what was undoubtedly a rough offensive game for the Weathers against LA. And I know that we'll get there, but I don't remember what I said on Oilers nation every day in terms of my comfortability. I think,
0: I think you said four.
2: So for it, like I can see it working. Yan Mark is a guy who has 19 goals in the NHL in 2017, 18. He scored 19 goals with Dallas, so he's done it. He's scored at a reasonable clip in this league before. Is that going to work?
4: I don't know. That's five years ago already. That's crazy. I was, crazy. I'm, I'm I was just doing the math right there. I was like, how far? Oh my god! Because that that's would be five years ago. that would have
6: been with what? Dallas. Probably Jamie Ben on the line, and I don't even know. Was that back when they had um, the Russian? Jushkin. Uh, no. Uh, Radulov. Oh, Rajilov. <laughs> Rajilov, Who was I was thinking. I mean, I know Nakushkin Nikush, is a he was Russian,
5: a, but. the fifth highest scoring player on Dallas that year. Behind. Ben with 79, Sagan 78, Rajilov 72, and Jan Mark with 34. Wow. Quite the drop-off. <laughs> how you how comfortable are you with him up there liam sorry devon shaw 32 points a year on dallas wow Where'd so, that you're, guy go? so what you're saying is that scoring. so
4: what you're saying that is if uh yanmark doesn't work out he so obviously needs pump. to be replaced by shore
5: yeah of course okay, of course. course i'm like a five i agree with what rick said like who else was really doing anything to deserve to be up there i liked your boy cleem we learned it's cleem today cleem mr cleem I, I mean, like your boy clean up there. I sent the meme to everyone. I did. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, tweet. yeah. Very, that very thanks, Kennedy. It was a um, clean meme. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like a five, five and a half. I just think who else was did you want to give a go? Like eventually someone's gotta kind of be a spark on this team, and you need something from somebody in the bottom six. I think Fogle's earned his spot with Dry Sidal. He's played well the last four games, and then Oyavi. I think he plays better away from McDavid, right? it kind of focuses on playing his own game than having to play what McDavid's trying to do, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm like a five.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, th- I like giving Pugliarvi a chance to just focus on himself. Yeah. You know? Like, just go out there and play your game, man. Don't worry about 97. Don't worry about 29. Don't worry about fucking up. Ryan McLeod's not going to give you death eyes if you turn over a puck or if you go <laughs> outside. Like, just go play your game be a good third liner for this team. And you know what? If you're a good third liner who can score 15 goals a year, I'll give you 3 million bucks. Who cares?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I've said this before on this podcast. I think when Yessa plays with Connor, he's just, he feels so much more pressure to do something. But they, ha-
4: they, they play it. They, they, they exchange well, the puck you know. so well. They do. Like there was, he there finds was, it in the corner. He knows exactly where Connor's going to be. Connor dumps it in a spot, and Yesa he, he knows exactly where he needs to be to pick up that puck from Connor. They just haven't been able to find a uh, way to put the puck in the net, which has been well, and that's extremely the reason, frustrating. That's
2: the ultimate reason why Pulley got yanked, right? right? Like he's got three points in seventeen games. He just played the last handful I, with McDavid. It's like it's tough you got to score eventually i
0: did like that video that came out the other day of uh, dry Settle giving pull some pointers with the one dimers it's nice to see that at least you know working together at least the core of this team isn't looking at some of the not producing pieces and being like "Fuck, geez like what are you guys doing well that's twitter
2: though that's what twitter is is. yeah
0: yeah. yeah. like Uh, there's uh,
2: no way what's going on in the room is just the insanity we see online
0: no but it was it was still nice to see dry saddle like taking some time to work with a young player, because that's well, one I'm, thing
2: that uh, Yessa needs work on. That, like, really, like, he duffs say. those one timers, and they either go five feet wide or they just kind of float into the goalie. So I'm happy that Leon's doing that because there's no better passer on this outside of Connor. Than okay,
4: but can. at least the two shots that were in the video, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Well, wow. <laughs> we're muffins, <laughs> yeah. but that's while yeah. so, well, we're working
2: on it. <laughs> Got to work on it because, like, man, there was one uh Connor set Yessa up. I think it was the first game alongside him, where he set him up and he just duffed one from the high circle and it just kind of like.
4: Yeah, but that shot was it, that pass was better to a left-handed shot. It was more towards his left skate than his right skate, and his sticks obviously. By but his still, right like foot. if that's
2: Leon on the reverse side, he's tattooing that puck.
4: Yeah, he's fine in a way too. That's fair. Yeah, no, I would definitely be working with uh, yes around you know that basketball key and just banging pucks into the net. I want to see the. I want to see the. I put the water bottle back on top, where it was back uh, in the old days, and I want to see popping that stupid thing because that, that puts some force behind the puck.
5: Would you rather see? Will you obviously stay with McDavid then, or do you think he's good on the third line? Just because I think he, I think he's Street, good
4: yeah. in both spots. Uh, I think it's it's very frustrating to see anybody play with Connor and not have offensive, you know, chances or putting the puck in the net. I'm at the point where I just I don't know I don't know like there's nothing about this team right now makes sense. Yep. They're not scoring, and that's somehow I don't get how they're not scoring.
5: I don't think they're playing well as a team. No, I would agree. I think that's the reason.
2: Their attention to detail is sloppy right now.
4: Yeah, sure, but they they have the individual skill to still find a way to put some pucks in the net, and some of those guys aren't putting the puck in the net.
2: But this kind of reminds me of last year in the sense where Connor and Leon started off like a house on fire. Yep. They cooled down, and the depth scoring just wasn't there.
4: But yes, it was scoring at the beginning of last year, too.
2: Yeah. Well, up until I, this point in the season, actually, this is where he really started to cool off.
4: I look oh, I back.
6: I look back at the road trip, and I look at the Carolina. It was Carolina, then Tampa, right back yeah. to back, and no, Washington, Tampa. Or Washington, Tampa. Washington, Tampa. Carolina, they get the Oilers got their shit pumped by Washington, and didn't look good. We, you know, we felt like they were bad all over. And then the next night, they come out and they play lights out against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, shouldn't say lights out, but comparatively go. to the Washington game. Yep and that didn't make any sense for this team on the second game of a
4: back to back that I think kind of, well, just they were very we're good in the about. second half of back to backs all year last year, but there's, you know what it is, it's no consistency period. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just Outside no of the offense, no defense, no goaltending. There is no consistency. They have one bat. They, they put one together. You're like, okay, finally, here we go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got another flat tire. It makes absolutely no sense right now. I
0: yeah. think you're bang on with that. Like just the lack of consistency for a team that has the talent that they do. And I know they're missing Evander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto. And that sucks. Two pieces of your top nine. But like sometimes it's not even consistency scoring. Like some there's some shifts where it's like consistency and the lack of effort. Seems like some of these guys go out there and float around for thirty seconds, lay a half-assed hit, and are like, "Oh, there's my shift." Well, I mean, we joked about we joked about Kucherov and Kane. Well, when Kucherov
6: was out for the entire year, that didn't hurt Tampa one iota. Yeah. When we're 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 without Kane for what three games, and we're already kind of saying mercy, mercy, mercy.
2: Well, I mean, like, no matter what the team is, it sucks when you lose two top six wingers. And I know Yamamoto struggling. Blah blah blah. Don't don't tweet at Tyler if you disagree. But like. That's fair. It hurts no matter who you are. And Kane is a massive loss. You can't replace that guy
4: internally.
0: But every team goes... The Boston Bruins started without McAvoy and Marchand and went 10-1. and one.
4: Yep. Yeah, 100%. I get the it. The rest of the team needs to find a way to pull, to start. And oh. they haven't yet. Nope.
2: So let's look through the line combos. New line combos today. These are from practice, courtesy of uh, Jason Greger. New first line. Yanmark McDavid, Hyman, Nuge, Dreisaitl, Fogel Cleam, Kostin. Cleam. Mm. Ryan McLeod, yesa Apuliarvi, Holloway, Shore, Ryan, Nurse C. Kulak, Bouchard, Murray, Barry. Any thoughts on the rest of the line changes?
5: Third line's good. I think th- it's weird. The top line is probably the only one that's like, oh, what is this?
2: Like, well, I it's just because Yammer's weird on there.
5: Uh, yeah, the Yammark thing's weird. I think the third line's fine. The second line is earned, I think is a good way to put it for like Fogel. And what's it? Is New Drake is the yeah. other winger? Yeah. Like, I think this is what the others are gotta do right now. You gotta experiment because literally nothing else is working.
0: I think that third line has sneaky potential. A couple I do big too. bodies. Klim moves well, maybe Pluyarvey gets going. Ryan McLeod's Ryan McLeod now. He's an established third liner, in my opinion. So I think that third line could maybe be a bit of a jolt. But again, like there's a part of me that looks at a line like that that has potential. It's like, okay, I think you gotta give him three or four games. And like, see if they can work well together. But I just don't see that happening. I think it's either going to click right away or Woodcroft will pull away from it.
2: That was going to be my question for you. Whether to switch up the lines? Okay, fine. Would you rather they do that when they're struggling a little bit? Or would you rather them go back to kind of what was working on the five-game win streak? I know you don't have Kane anymore. I get it. but And let the team kind of work through it.
0: I'm a big fan of trying to get chemistry going. I don't know. I, I I look around the league and there's, you know, team, I'm not saying no other team goes to the blender, but it feels like a lot of times with these high-end players, it's like, okay, they kind of have their guy and they roll together. Like Crosby and Gensel, it feels like they've been playing together for three years. Right. And it just feels like because we're always scores. Yeah, I know. And, and, but but it, he found his guy just like Crosby. Kuhnitz like Kuhnitz yeah, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Found his guy. And it's just kind of frustrating at this point. Like Hyman could be McDavid's guy but we're always yanking them down to the second line and then putting dry settle up there when you're losing and all of this. I just wouldn't mind trying to see if there's any combination that could get some chemistry going instead of just going down by all. I mean like fuck blender time. Here we go. I know it's tough too, because you're trying to give your team a spark and coach in the moment and all that. So it's easier said than done, I suppose. I
5: think a better way to do it though would be move McDavid to other lines rather than, Move guys away from McDavid.
2: Like, you're talking about like 11 7 situation?
5: I don't even care if it's 11 7. If you're doing 6 12 6, just if Devin Shaw's on the fourth line, just throw McDavid out there for a shift anyway. I feel like that's probably way more if I can Kind of goes to your point too, yeah. a little bit of like you. Can I think
4: you'll you, you, you do guys. see that from time to time,
5: yeah. Yeah, I guess so, but I don't know. It just I would like to see him again. Yeah, some
4: what do you got against Devin
5: Shore? Why is it Devin Shore? Hey, I am team. he's score. had a couple
0: of bad games,
5: yeah, he has not been great.
0: That play in the LA game. Sorry to cut you off, but when he fumbled it and then went back the other way and crashed into Stuart Skinner, Jesus man, you can't do that.
5: Not ideal. It doesn't help me defend him very much, but <laughs> yeah, Devin Score. He's not that Dallas Stars 2018. How many goalie. points did you say he had? Thirty-two. Eleven goals, nineteen assists. Where did that guy go? Like, yeah, that makes sense. I think.
6: I just think that for for me and Tyler, to your point, like you look around the league and you see these stars, and it's like. For, for Drysdale and McDavid, just staple them with somebody. Give them some kind of continuity in those lines. You can shuffle the other sides around, especially where you have the versatility of your wingers that you still do on the team. I just think that, yeah, I think you either give Drysdale some consistency or give McDavid some consistency and then try to figure out the other guy's
0: Give me 10 straight games of Connor and Hyman yeah. and let's just go. Let's yep. just see if they get rolling and start to figure out a few things and maybe he can start to finish next to 97 because someone's got to. And I think that we'd actually probably all agree Hyman's the best winger they have.
5: Yeah. Right yeah, now. I would. Well, yeah, you know, like
0: Kane's out. But like right now, yeah, Hyman's the best Kane's winger they have. Probably
5: better than Kane anyway. I think there's an argument to be with made. everything considered. There's just such a different style.
0: It's a
6: debate yeah. that would happen. I think continuously mm-hmm. never ending, but
2: God, i want to hear from look. you. If you're listening to this or there's a, uh, let us know. Yanmark up in the first. Lo- My fucking laptop again. Can you hear there that? Yeah. Dear listeners. I can hear it. I'm going to try and ignore this. I don't think this. the
0: listeners can hear it.
2: Okay. We close it down.
0: <gasps> what is know, it?
2: I don't know what's happening.
0: It's an alarm <laughs> clock.
2: It's only when I do this podcast, too. It's the only time it happens. So, mm-hmm. It's
4: a pizza pop timer.
2: Oh, man, I wish. Throw a couple of pizza pops in the air fryer.
0: You guys, you, you should have an air fryer here. We have
2: oh, we should have an air Although fryer. Although no
0: one would clean it and it would just get disgusting. you, you got a dishwasher, don't you? Get a
2: little, that's where the good flavor comes
0: in. Yeah, <laughs> like a grill. Yeah. Cast iron thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 Don't yeah, wash yeah,
5: it. Yeah, oh, you just throw them. it in the dishwasher before you leave the night. Guess I some cool. Mr. clean they makes in. Make some sense. You, so, you oh, love that Yeah, it's funny. Uh, if
2: you're listening to this, again, I want to know about Matthias Yanmark getting bumped up to the first line alongside McDavid and Hyman. Will it stick? What's your number? Not your real life number. How comfortable are you out of 10 with Yanmark up on the fourth, uh, first line, I should say. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to the game against the Kings because that was one of the ones where the frustration for me was that the Oilers didn't really play poorly necessarily, but L.A.'s trap style game where they fall back in the 1-3-1 was so effective in eliminating the Oilers attack. That's what was frustrating to me and that they couldn't change their tactics to kind of get through the clutter.
4: They need to learn how to play through that. Yes. Because they don't really change their game style all that much. No. But you need to. You need to. Like it's a watch the games from the 90s. Where Watch whoever's playing B? the Devils in 96 or something like that. Yep. Um, you need to find a way around this. And yes, the officials need to call some of the uh, water mm-hmm. skiing in the back, but you need to find a way to power through this. We've saw it last year in round one. We thought it went away. Thought, you know what? No, right. That was a seven game series. Thankfully we got through it. Shouldn't be an issue anymore. I think they figured it out. They haven't figured it out. They need to find a way to get through this because otherwise every team is going to do that to them.
2: It was like plan. Where's the plan B on that? Because once the Kings got that first goal, you knew what was coming. They just drop back into the trap. They clog up the neutral zone. It's not zone. even
4: a trap, man. They've dropped four guys behind center. They, it's like four guys don't cross center. Trap. Well, They
2: line up across crazy. the blue line, too. Like, there's two on the blue line and then the two defensemen back. Like, you got to figure something out.
4: You need to start coming with speed and you need to come back to both wings and you need to cross dump. And just also... And then when you get inside, you need to reestablish how to get that, how to keep control instantly, because they're going to just focus in on the puck. you so need to
2: f- simplify. Like, you can't be, be chucking passes to set a rise to, hoping that somebody's going to be there. Generally, there is somebody there, but so were the LA Kings.
4: Yeah, you need to come up as a, and I said that last time, is they need to start playing as a five man group. And against the team like that, you need to come up as a five man group.
2: What did you guys think of uh, the game against LA on Wednesday? Disappointing loss, obviously. It's a division. Frustrating. Four point game. It's a game. Frustrating, Frustrating. Absolutely.
6: Kills. Frustrating. Kills me that they couldn't get the puck through the friggin' zone half the time too. When they get into the zone, I know Bouchard was absolutely annihilating legs, and that's fine. But, but everybody if else, those, if
4: they're gonna block everything, start shooting higher. That's exactly it. If you hit them in the <laughs> but, stomach, and I'm not saying put it like co- in just a couple. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying put it off their off their nose or something. If you start firing them in their stomach, I promise you they're gonna move.
0: <laughs> like when dry saddle just fired one at Arvidsson on purpose. Yeah. I heard that I on the radio. Gonna, I, I thought, have yet to see the video. I was trying to find it.
2: I really thought Leon was going to get his first. I thought he was going to drop him. Me too. I thought they were going to chuck him because he was big mad.
6: Well, he called out Edler for not having fought in his career and dry hasn't fought yet either. So maybe yeah, but, but dry not out there throwing me. knees. Yeah, I know that's a great agreed, but, so let's, but I'm thinking that that might be dry saddle saying that he's ready to go if he needs to.
5: Was there, I'm not fighting Leon Dreisaitl. That guy is a God. war that's, machine. That's he exactly it. Terrifying. Wasn't yep. there another moment outside of Hyman and McDavid where Adler did something else?
6: There was some greasy hits from behind. I don't know if he was yeah, a part of that or not, uh, but I was shocked at how many well, hits from behind there so were. Really. NHL doesn't call those, so that's not a big deal. Let's
5: talk about the Adler
2: thing. Alex Adler stuck his knee out on Connor McDavid, did not get any supplemental discipline from the Department of Player Safety. Of course. Connor went down, did get up, thankfully. I, if I'm Alex Edler, I am very. I'm sending the linesman a gift basket because he prevented hit Darnell Nurse from tuning him up.
4: And these linesmen need to get the hell out of the way. There is fighting is allowed in the. Is it allowed in hockey? Right? Yes, you get a if penalty. You're going to
2: throw a hit like get that. Get the
4: hell out of the way and let them deal with it. Otherwise, you get more chippy, more chippy, more chippy throughout the game.
2: If this, Alex is going to throw garbage like that, these linesmen he are be just prepared to pay the they're price. They're
6: dumb. But this is what the instigator rule also stops from happening. The instigator was the knee. But they would have taught in that. But that's the thing is that if Nurse came in and tried to fight him, Nurse would have been tossed from the game.
4: No, 2 five ten.
6: Well, 2-5 and a 10, but essentially would 17. have been removed from the third period. He would have had like sure. four four minutes left to go in the game. So I, I just like to me, the instigator is the issue here. We saw it again last night. Pierre-Luc Dubois slashes Sam Carrick. And then Brendan Dillon comes from behind or sorry, Sam Carrick greased Dubois, Dubois turned around and slashed him. And then Dylan comes in and fights him and gets the instigator penalty because Dubois and Carrick weren't allowed to fight. Like, I don't, I just, it's, it's such an asinine rule. If the department of player safety is not going to step
4: in and then say you can't do And that. this is going to be very unpopular, but I go back somehow the stage fighting dealt with some of this stuff. Yeah. So you don't have to go and get the instigator fine. You know what? Whatever, we'll line up and we'll drop him right here. Then, yeah, and, and it's dealt
6: with then. And it's not an Alex Edler. Even it's a another guy on his team that Edler then has to respond
4: to because he got into a fight. Well, that's one thing too. I'm tired of this. The Oilers need to start going after their players. Yeah, yep. I was just forget say, going after Edler. That's exactly, it, dude. Doughty should be picking splinters out of his leg all night. No, the kids should, honestly. <laughs> well, no, you go after their best players. I think you go after their talent. And then you are the stopping in the crease. Every time uh, What's-His-Face stops the puck, you are in the crease. And mm-hmm. I want you pissing off their defenseman. Mm-hmm. I, nobody I, will do that. And especially with 91 out, at 25, obviously far too valuable to be doing that. And your know, yeah. defenseman, you clearly well, can't do I said do
2: yesterday something. in real life, like, if Evander Kane was in that game and he saw that happen to Connor, I don't think the linesman would have stopped him.
4: No, he would No, they wouldn't have been able to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I said he would have beaten the shit out of the linesman and then just gone right back to Edler.
4: <laughs> Dude, so I, I know like nobody fights Kane. He gets in more scrums than anybody, but as soon as the scrum gets too serious, these guys are looking for officials. Edler didn't even drop his gloves.
2: It's just like remember when he popped Brendan Lemieux yeah. around the linesman last year?
6: Yeah. Well, Edler has only had one career fight, and it was the yeah, same. Yeah, because he, he hides behind the game. Because he hides behind the officials all the damn time. But it was the game where he greased Hyman, and then Wayne Simmons fought
4: him after that. Well, those are good linesmen then. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the sure. Linesmen need to but learn that you need to allow that to happen. Like, I just stop getting in there. Who? This is not a G-rated uh, show on Teletoon or something like that. Let them fucking fight. It was
2: a dirty hit too. It was a dirty, greasy hit by Edler. I'm like, what do you guys think about the NHL not giving him even a fine for it? Stupid.
5: Again? gutless okay. okay i don't understand the nhl rules now for suspending players so previous suspensions don't matter no that is ridiculous
0: they only come into play it's uh something to do with like how much salary you have to forfeit or some shit
5: not it's even just, like the
4: three seasons and it goes away kind of like your demerits it's
0: form. all about money it's That's all about what, money it has nothing to do with games
5: did it used to it used to be that all no. right no I yeah. i could have sworn it used yeah, to. yeah you're
4: like if you were a repeat offender
6: your punishment would be longer
0: Oh, it might, it, maybe it used to be, but Frank has told me that the repeat offender thing only applies, yeah, you're right, because in the Shanahan days, they used to say that in the videos, like, this yeah, player yeah. is a repeat offender. Yeah. Um, like, Latang got off on his
6: big one because he had done nothing previous kind of thing.
5: See, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. If you steal from the store and you get caught, it's going what on you your stealing? record. Um, bag of chips? Yeah, maybe a bag of chips, bananas, perhaps. Oh, of,
0: of course. course.
4: But, but what if you're
6: Chicken on a wings. you're just I don't on know a are stealing
4: those bananas. What if you're just on a,
6: <laughs> a shitty team that's
4: always mucking it up and causing shit? You know what I mean? Like, no, but it takes a lot to get a suspension, therefore know. it takes a lot to get a second, and therefore a third. Did you guys see what John Scott said?
5: Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah. I'll tell you, Rick. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um so John off. said on his podcast, so him and Tim were talking about it, and Tim was basically saying, like, oh, I don't think it's like much in it. And John said, like, no, if you're an NHL player, you skate every single day, you know exactly what you're about to do. He's like, I'm not going out there saying that like Ed lament to hurt him or anything, but, no, like, but he threw his leg out there to try to stop him. He knew what he was doing. Thousand he he percent. And yeah, yeah, you throw your you throw your leg chicken wing out there and and you hope for the best. He said it was five game suspension in his
6: eyes. What do you guys say yeah. to the people that say that McDavid and Hyman were trying to avoid the check and that's why it got
4: worse? He no, it, it, regardless, it, regardless, You're, he moves his leg into the direction of the, of the oncoming player. A guy that was going to beat him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the onus isn't on the player with the puck to be like, well, I got to like take this hit. I think they're trying to get around you. The onus is isn't on that, the player. Isn't that victim defender.
4: blaming? I thought we were going over victim blaming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what happened to eyes on the chest or whatever? No, watching <laughs> the puck?
4: You know? Exactly. Yeah. You get beat. You get beat. You yeah, got, And he would have. Don't need to hurt a guy, but. Don't get beat next time.
2: And again, like the NHL, not giving any kind of discipline at all. It doesn't make sense to me because...
4: They don't want to make make themselves look bad. That's why.
2: But like you've... Everybody in that building on Wednesday night is there to see Connor. Nobody gives a fuck about Alex Edler. And why doesn't the NH... Like if that happened in the NBA... To LeBron. Yep. With it's a NFL. much different situation.
4: Yeah. Well, so. NFL basketball is too much flopping. You never know.
5: If,
0: if someone need Patrick Mahomes, it'd be hell.
4: Dude, yep. I still go back. You
5: can't touch quarterbacks in the NFL. I
4: go back to the game like, against Dallas when um uh when Fogle got hit from behind. And it was Pavelski hit him. He hit him square in the numbers. The Hyman came in. He's, yeah, when he met him. Yeah, he hit him square in the numbers. I, and not a yeah. fucking call on the ice, not a call by, not a call at a disciplinary committee, nothing. Like, are you going to wait for a death? Yeah.
5: I think there's so many things happening in the, NA, NA, what league do we play in? NHL. NHL. Mm-hmm. That fighting needs to be part of it. it like, he, Like, even to bring it to, like, an Oilers thing. Nima Lyon in the other week when we played Nashville, I know we kind of debated that, but he tried to crush Eckholm. And then he told didn't fight. And that's the instigator you, saved him there too. You got to fight. I what think was the it, score in that game though? We, we, the others were winning. We were up, we, by, five, we, we were up by a we bunch. Five, and that kind of
4: stuff. Yeah, so that but, one, that one I'm a little bit. But at least sure. it was a clean hit. It's a, yeah. That was a dirty hit. Yeah. But then
5: there's like other stuff. And then like, um, what's that? M- McCarran yep. was like cross-checking Holloway at the end of the game because Neil Leinen mm-hmm. wouldn't Michael fight earlier on in the game. And then Poyavi wouldn't fight. It's like just... It's a so, tough game. It's people have got to fight eventually and like and then you yep. get Edler knee in the best player in the league. So and the, it's just like a ricochet every single time.
6: Yeah, the NHL sold us a bag of goods with this instigator, right? They made us believe that two referees was going to fix a lot of things because two referees can see more than one. And they believed, no, they can't believe that the Department of Player Safety with Colin Campbell was going to fix things. <sighs> no, it didn't. Um, you know, and it, it just, they continue to sell us on this stuff. And yes, I totally understand that there is a ton of literature and there's a ton of real life experience now that we've learned from that says that fighting is, you know, part of the brain injuries that are coming out of hockey. I get that. I totally understand that, but what's not happening is we're not protecting these players from these head hits and these injuries that are being caused because of the dirty stuff that fighting was instituted to fix. And I'm not saying that it's the bright answer for the future. I don't know that whether or not it is, but what I am saying is the trusting the department of player safety and trusting the referees to catch everything is not the answer. And that's where I have
4: the issue with it. And so if they don't even try they don't even try to make that the answer anymore.
6: That's it. And if you remove the instigator from it and then you continue to have an issue, sure. But to me, you, you, yeah, we've listed, we've now listed three different examples with the Edmonton Oilers alone, where the instigator has either stopped something from being policed or started something from being, police so it's just it's yeah i don't know you, you can debate about it all the time but
2: well the interesting thing is like when a guy like john scott says it yeah. it's a little bit different because he played in the league right like we can argue about it on yeah, time he's a days.
4: certain kind of player in the league too
2: those guys i bet if you ask them to a man would prefer that they police it themselves 100%. Like, the, like the refs called call the rules all that shit but like there's times like the edler thing where if darnell nurse had tuned him up like he wanted to then probably the rest of the game is a little bit different.
4: It is definitely whether it be I don't know if the score changes, if yeah, the gameplay not. changes, but some of the chippiness goes away. But yeah. then, like to to the team toughness point, removing all this, you know, talking about
6: needing the instigator removed and all that. If you accept that this is the way it is, then yes, the team has to go after the L.A. Kings players that they Best value players. the same the same level thousand that we percent. do for our guys, thousand and percent, and it's really like. And I, and and again, that turns into eye for an eye and all that bullshit, but that's just the system that we're playing in. So you got to do it, or we're going to be sitting here frustrated after every one of these situations.
2: Uh, I want to hear from you. If you listening to this Owen radio podcast, hit us up Twitter and Instagram. Give us your take on the Alex Edler neon Connor McDavid. As you can hear, we did not like it.
5: Fair. Yep. Very. Yeah. All right. <laughs> One quick note. please. Did you guys notice who the referee was? In the yeah, it was the game? guy from Chicago who called same, a thousand penalties. Same I said Chicago. that guy should
4: not be in the league after that game. And he should definitely not be in the league now. <laughs> Go back down best. to the HL and work he on his He learned his lesson. He doesn't want to call anything anymore. Right?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's probably saying that I made this joke on another Nation every day. He's like, hey. Last two others games I've called, they've had eight power plays. What are you bitching about?
4: <laughs> See, th- I know that's another thing. I think these guys need to leave their their emotions, their egos checked at the door and they don't. They bring it on the ice with them. You're asking NHL officials to leave their egos at the door. Yes. But- I'm asking officials, people who are in charge of running something like that to leave their their egos and their emotions at the door.
2: Robot refs. But uh, they get, but they get screamed at. You can
4: be an, like an adult. They get screamed uh, at by a Rick at every arena. Every arena, like they have to have a little. Not bit of every sport. arena has a me. Anyway, <laughs> if you yeah, you, know,
0: right.
4: <laughs> you look at, and you know what? You look at soccer. Those guys get. People yeah, right threats. in the fucking yeah. face. I was just yep. about to and say, and those guys don't flinch. All they do is throw harsher. up their little red card.
5: Mm. NHL refs sit there and bark back. Maybe we need call to call them out sometimes. Sing harsher songs and ref you suck. <laughs> yes, there's a couple of things that fans <laughs> can do. I know a on, couple up here. Like, oh, I know, you
4: I know some English guys, and I went to a soccer game with them once, and we chanted all sorts of weird things that should not be chanted yeah. outside the bus on the way and back. It was or quite a funny. Radio show. <laughs> <laughs> but you got some this good chance there was dude there were some bad was ones there goodness. chanting on the bus it was oh, you laugh I remember a he, like, couple of them too yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> all right <laughs> we've covered Alex Edler another thing that's popping up around I uh, talked to what Tyler about this on Oilers Nation every day do the Edmonton Oilers need more team toughness My
4: thought was not really.
2: We're only talking about this because the others are not winning right now. When they were winning five games in a row, nobody said shit about team toughness.
6: I, I agree with you. I think that the only team toughness we're going to find is in that locker room already. And it's up to each guy to just start doing a little bit more physically to
4: continue the, the message. What, what are going? we looking at with team toughness yeah, what, per what, se? What
5: do, what do we mean? Do we
4: Finishing
2: mean- checks. Well, or- already, what was, what's the consensus that you've heard?
0: Well, so I think some people go, we need to be tougher and think of like, you need to add a pure fighter or whatever. And yeah, it's like, get their no, George Larocco there to Deloria, beat the crap out of someone yeah. when that happens. I no, get it. No, you a, don't. That's not where I think we should be having this conversation because I think that area of it is just a byproduct of the team losing and people reaching for a reason. And getting why. frustrated, like, they and they want, want to see
4: frustrated. instant fucking
0: gratification. Yeah, they want to see if you're going to lose at least beat the shit out of someone. And in the moment, <laughs> yes. it leads to like we need more team toughness. The kind of team toughness the Oilers need is. Harder forecheckers checkers in the bottom six guys who aren't afraid to play a physical game who make life miserable on the other team. When defensemen are going back to get pucks against the Edmonton and doesn't matter which line is out there. Those D men should be like, "Fuck, here we go again. Yes. And they should be getting crunched. And that just, that doesn't happen with this team. And I get it, Connor McDavid's not going to do that. And Leon Settle, even though they did it last year, yeah, they they but they shouldn't it. have to do that with regularity. It should be the complementary pieces. And we just don't see that with enough consistency. Ryan McLeod, I love the guy, just said he's established himself as a legit good top nine winger. He's the king of flybys. That guy does not want anything to do with physical contact. And it's like, dude, you're young. It's fine. Like, I'll cut you some slack but you got to start fucking hitting people. He needs and to put some size on. Yeah, he probably does. He puts some <laughs> size on. Like, I, I I love him as a some player. But
2: well, like, as an example, Taylor Yamamoto gets in the mix and he's yep. tiny.
4: It's been ingrained in him for so long because he's always been the smallest guy. So he's had to do it. Hi, then well, you look at some of these guys. But then it's you in look in at some cages. of these guys who are big, and Hold they're on. like,
0: they didn't have to do it, so they don't know how to do it. Devin Shore, have you ever seen that guy lay a hit in an Oilers jersey? I don't remember the last time. Does, Derek Ryan.
2: Shore taking a lot of shrapnel today.
0: I know. Oh, come Derek on. On. <laughs> Ryan will, like, get in there, and he, but he's not the most small-ish. physical guy. He's a smallish small guy, for, like. And I think Devin Chores guy, he can be your thirteenth forward and come in and out of the lineup. But that's the piece I'd be looking to replace. It's like get a guy in this <laughs> bottom six who can fucking hit. But
6: even like even <laughs> D- Nugent Hopkins last game threw a couple of hits at that Anderson Dolan guy yeah. and. He dwarfs Nugent Hopkins, but you can just get in there and make a point. It doesn't have to be the a bone crunching hit. But we talked about it on the last episode. Just show some friggin' effort and show that you're doing the right things away from the
2: net. The funny thing about Nuge too is like there's always a line with him where if you he'll drop him if he has to. And I think the Oilers probably need a little bit more of that attitude. Like a guy like Ryan McLeod, I'm not expecting him to fight. No, but there's got to be a line in which case he
4: just sees red. So and I don't know if he can see red for the record. I just think he's too much in two. So he's very happy. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's but it was yeah, <laughs> but this was said about him in junior and in minors. <clears throat> it took him a little what to get comfortable with his game in junior, start to find the offense, then the rest came. And same with that in the minors. I want to see some more physicality at him by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, and then I think that's a fair expectation. But this whole conversation is part of the reason why I think I'm falling in love with Clean Coston. Mm. He might be my new Kaleem. boy. Okay, well, this is
4: one thing we do though. I know. In one game, we get real jacked up. I well, know. did you
5: watch our show yesterday? No. I called him the answer. Oh, wow. You
0: want to see him next to 97. I want to. You probably I, will by
4: the well, end of the here, month. By the
5: end of yeah. the next game. By the end of next game. <laughs> yeah. Is
4: that in his? Is that in his bio? Like on the back of his hockey card? Does it say, "Hey, this dude's gonna go fuck shit up in the corners"? No, but it's in his bio. Steel.
2: I think. <laughs> I think he's more likely to do it than some of the options we have in the bottom six. And that's and just I like don't
4: his, like that because it's just he's more likely. I just I want a guy who's gonna go no, out there as the
2: default. He's more likely. Like Koston's I remember he times. blew up Durzi yeah. right near the side of the net on Wednesday, and I go, "Whoa." Cause he did that reverse hit. Dursey was coming in. He just blew him up. Cause I've
4: seen 55 start throwing some hits. Yep. You're he's sure. I've seen 37 start doing it 13. I still want him to do some more, but I, that guy needs to put some fat on himself. Cause he's way too. Uh, he's also joyful. Yeah. He does on the, he does on the four check, though. He, he does, but, he, but yeah, check. but it hurts him so much. Yep. It hurts because he has no, he has no fat. He has nothing to protect. He's just so, he's so lean. I wish he I needs to just, put on, he needs to go hit, hit a couple of donair shops. And then start using that so it doesn't hurt so bad.
2: I wish we could just get more like of a Zach Hyman kind of trait in Yessa where Zach Hyman, when he parks himself in front of the net, he is a menace and you cannot move him. And Yessa has some of that, but the doggedness isn't quite there. I wish we could have more of that. He, he
0: exits on his own, yeah. Forget team toughness. Do the Oilers have a team thickness problem?
2: Ooh. Yes. How many C's we got? They C's ain't those. thick enough,
0: boys. So that's when you
6: lose, Kane. I just, that's where I think that the narrative starts to get lost. And I do think that there is people that just believe, bringing in a bigger body, will fix everything.
5: I asked- Like when we brought in Ben Eager. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's,
4: hey dude, that's I a had a theory. I had a lot of big hopes about that year. <laughs> yeah, Darcy, I did too. <laughs> I
5: did we brought too. in five guys that Mike summer Brown. and I was like, dude, this is like ooh. Fraser? Was yeah. Colin Fraser. Colin Fraser. No, no, no. Mark, Mark, Mark well. Fraser. Oh,
4: Mark, yeah, that's that's fine. But it was the issue with Eager was we had that damn Russian defenseman who killed him in the in the preseason. Or oh, always yeah. in
5: scrimmage yeah, or that something. Was in the and part. that was the end
4: of fucking Ben Nicky Eager. Then?
5: No, there it was another dude Bellof? who played like
4: three games was in was the league, Anton maybe. Bellof?
5: Anton Belloff? Nope.
2: No, 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 no. It was a prospect that didn't even no. make the show.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, I
2: asked you on Twitter about the Oilers line combos. I just said, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you look at them? Some of the answers, gentlemen, give me your thoughts. Hat backwards. Thomas says that they didn't realize their issue is the D pairings bothers me. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the D pairings? Because they're the same.
4: This is the this do? is the this is the whole entire roster having an issue right now. So I, I can't I can't say that.
2: Uh they're desperate and I like it. Man, can't JP just average half a point per game? Is that too much to ask at this point in his Please. career? It bums me up. Rick, what are you gonna
4: say? I just want him to that's all I want. There's not a person on that Twitter thing there who's a bigger JP fan than I am. All I want. Is for him to start putting up some points. I want that puck to start going the net for the guy.
2: I fear Woody has gone full tipping. Let's bump the brakes here, people.
4: Whoa, Let's whoa, whoa. The breaks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think about the new line combos on radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, a couple of quick notes before we move on to some Ask the Idiots questions. Tyler Benson sent down to Bakersfield on a conditioning stint. What does that normally look like? Is that a week?
0: Yeah.
4: What
2: are we looking at here?
0: Couple I, games. G- I could see him meeting them in Jersey. They play the Condors play tonight and Saturday, so he could play Friday, Saturday, hop on a plane Monday and meet the Oilers in Jersey.
2: Do you think that is the plan where Benson come? Because here's what I think: having Tyler Benson on that fourth line left wing is way smarter, in my opinion, makes more sense than having Dylan Holloway in that spot.
0: Oh yeah, like what's even the argument against that? Dylan Holloway eight minutes a game isn't doing anything for his development, and it's not doing a whole heck of a lot to help this team win hockey games.
4: The argument would be that it allows him to still be in the roster, get some more minutes. He's not getting them, but um, I would put thing. him in there over, over shore. Uh, I just think he goes out there and they wanted him to be more of a pest and play a more physical game. Go, and you saw that at the Benson last year.
0: I'd go Malone. I'd call it Malone. I'd go Malone Benson. Yeah, that's fine. And, and Ryan is my fourth. Uh, I'm, I'm all good with that too. <laughs> i
2: will go Brian Malone. On the other night, Tyson Berry played his 700th NHL game. So just a quick shout Congrats. out to him for that. Um, if Benson does go to meet the others in Jersey, does, is Holloway just?
5: Is, are you doing that flip? What day is the Jersey game? Monday. Monday. They also play the Islanders on Wednesday. Bakersfield play Tuesday. They do correct. So, yeah, I guess that would probably be the easiest. I feel like it's just the most logical one. I think it just like depends I get, on what I get he does the Shaw debate, but also more beneficial for the team down the road that Holloway starts playing some real hockey minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if so it's just
4: to get him back into a game shape exactly, and you yeah. want to could bring be, him back up, whatever. But you're the confidence
5: a little bit.
2: Like I could see them doing the Yamamoto with him. You know what I yeah. mean? Where they pull him up in like late January or something. And then all of a sudden he looks like a player who's got a little confidence. He scored some goals with the Condors. He's feeling good about his game.
6: And then they sell him to us as a trade deadline pickup. Exactly. That works.
2: No, that's a Vander Kane. You know it is.
0: <laughs> that too. Yep. I hate when teams do that. I hate it too. He's basically like a deadline pickup. What? Like, no, it's like if I went to go pick up my car from the shop and was like, it's basically like I got a new car. <laughs> nope. No,
2: uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Wait, you don't say that every time? <laughs> ah, the new car smell it just smells like fucking motor oil.
2: For our friends at twig and berries, twig and it's time for Ask the Idiots. If you go to twig and use the promo code NATION15, you'll get a little discount on your order. If you are in St. Albert, go try some stuff out. The ODR, ODR collection, I should say, is wonderful and ODR season is coming. You should be there. You should be out on the ice and you should be looking good while you're there. Twickenberries.ca. I've got some questions for you here, fellas. Uh, Dan's right in front of me, so I'm going to start with Dan. Uh, this one's from Jed. Frank Saravalli and Mike McKenna were talking about whether the Capitals should stop shop Tom Wilson. Would he be a good fit for the Oilers? Kane and Wilson as the top, as in your top six, would be deadly in the playoffs. I mean, I'll i just start. Yeah, of course you want to get Tom Wilson, but like, how do you fit it? That's what the, do you have to give up to get him? That's like, the real question.
6: Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, yeah, like, I think, what is his, his
0: 4.5? 5.1 million 5.1 for two 1. more years. So it's I'd this year it. and next. Oh, I, I like yeah. the idea of it, but what do you have to do to make that work? Yeah, I'd love you it. you got to find a taker for Tyson Berry. Yeah. Then you have to replace Tyson Berry. Yeah. And then you probably have to find a taker for Warren Vogel or Yessa and move Wilson into the lineup. On top of, what would the cost be for Tom Wilson? Probably one of your really damn good prospects and a first-round pick. So are you giving yeah. up? or going a first and no. doing what it takes to get rid of one of Fogel and Pugliarvi and also doing what it takes to get rid of Barry. It's not realistic. No,
4: Borgo's well, Borgo's not touchable unless the kid, the return is like a 24 year old. Isn't Tom Wilson hurt?
0: He's also
4: He's hurt. Yeah. he yeah. hurt.
6: <laughs> I was just going to say, you also have to ask your question. Or you, have just, you have to, to ask yourself, why is Washington getting rid of Tom Wilson? Who is a guy that can play with Ovechkin and can play on their top line. So,
2: like, I love the idea. Yeah. Tom sure. Wilson on the Oilers top six. Love it. It's just not realistic in me.
6: If he could play defense, it's a different conversation. But he
4: can't play hockey. Right there you now, go. Therefore. Yeah. I'm in. But he's doing me, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. But he, he's he's gonna... out a while too, though, man. I like, I think he's, he's out, out with like, ACL. No, no, he'll no.
0: come back in like January. So we
2: Kucherov, like Tom Wilson,
0: oh, man, and Kane. Kane. Kucherov, Kane. Now all Wilson. of a sudden, we
2: got a whole lot of cap space to spend. Oh, yeah. Then we can get chicken. And, and Kucherov, him, Kucherov, Kucherov him, too. him too. Yeah, he is her as well.
4: <laughs> oh, boys. We are going to look s- so good in April.
5: Straight to the cup. <laughs> it worked for Vegas. When we never get there. Uh,
2: from the good <laughs> Captain Felton, Rick, you're up next. In a bizarre world, there are no Canadian hockey teams whatsoever. Which team do you cheer for and why?
4: If there's no... Oh, man. Like, where did the, where did the Oilers go? They gone. Houston. They went into the if they went to just dis- dissipated, I don't know. I guess I'd have to follow some players. I, at this point, I don't know if I could cheer for another team. I'd have to just cheer for players. At this n- exact point.
5: They never existed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh now they never <laughs> existed. So now I'm
4: living in a city that doesn't have a team. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, like living in Kansas. I think again you're it's like living yeah, in I hear The weather's really nice there though. You're uh, living in
5: Saskatoon. Oh that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
4: Who's going to be my team if I can't pick one of the, uh, you know what, right now, I don't know if I have one, man.
0: Like I got, the Oilers are here, so I can't even
4: look at another team with a with a favorable view.
0: If, if I had to pick one, shout out to my Columbus Blue Jackets, oh, lovable losers, soon. come on. I think Trying that's where show. I'd go. I'd find some lovable losers. Losers a, for sure. I'm a Bills fan, so like I'd, I'd maybe gravitate towards the Sabres I'll put the too. i the snow in Buffalo rings.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, uh, <laughs> how about last week? Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the football team. How about the Lions? Does anybody can wins in a row? Can we, post the, uh, can we post the standings in the AFC East right now, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> can Liam, we post the standings in the AFC East after this Sunday, regardless of what happens? Because we're still in first. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. Liam, Oh, no, eight and two will get you. Never mind.
2: It's bizarre world. There are no Canadian hockey teams. Which team are you cheering for and why?
5: I would go with the Seattle Kraken for one reason. They are the closest team to Edmonton. And you love Macklemore. McConnell Moore. I saw McConnell once. Really, where? On the Shore street conference center.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Was he good?
5: He was good. Um, what was the guy? Ray? What was the, Ray Lewis? No, yep, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Yep, definitely Ray Lewis. Lewis. Uh, Ryan Joe Lewis. Person. Ryan Lewis. Yeah, Ryan Lewis and McConnell It was a lot of fun. Ray Lewis and Macklemore is a way different show. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be something.
2: Dan, there is no Canadian hockey teams. Which team are you cheering for and why?
6: I'm definitely going with the Vegas Golden Knights. And it would have just been because I would have jumped onto the bandwagon
4: early on and seen it from the start.
2: I think if I have to pick.
4: Tampa Bay because of Patty 3 Pete. There you go. That's a decent one. But you know what? Because Patty played here. So,
2: yeah, I've right. always kind of had a soft spot in my heart for the New York Rangers from Mark Messier's time there.
4: I don't hate them, nor the Bruins, because without them, we'd have two less cups. So Shoto Bruins.
2: I might pick the Rangers. I really like um, Shostarkin as well. I think he's cool to watch. I like the way that team plays. Maybe probably
5: the Rangers, I guess. Real I'm trying to think of scenarios in my head. Like when I became a hockey fan, which team would I pick?
4: And it's funny you say the Rangers, but it's because
5: of of the Oilers. Yeah. I might've picked Chicago too. Cause the first draft I watched was 2007 when Patrick Kane was picked. Mm. So maybe that would have been my little connection there.
2: Tyler, you are up next.
6: I, I have my answer.
2: Oh, no. no You're up next question. for the question. Okay,
6: cool. No problem, Gene. I think I got this. No problem. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Has any of your preseason expectations changed based on how the team is playing currently?
0: Yeah, I said Dylan Holloway would put up 50 points. Got a funky feeling he might not get there. <laughs> just a hunch at this point. Um, yeah, like I, I still think Gillies have an outside shot at winning the Pacific, but I kind of thought... It would be theirs to lose at the start of the year. And I maybe overlooked how good Vegas would be. Um, So that's kind of changed for me. Um, But my concerns about this team as a whole are still largely the same as they were at the start. I think that third pairing on the blue line is very worrisome. And I think they could use one more bottom six player. So I don't know. They've changed a little bit, but I maybe yeah. the one big one is I don't really expect them to win the division right now. I still think they could, but I'm not expecting it.
2: Uh, I'll just go next because I'm selfish. My expectations haven't really changed. I've got high expectations. Uh, preseason they were high. Right now they're high. The others need to turn it around, or I'm gonna be disappointed. Liam, I'm with
5: you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <You're> insightful.
5: <laughs> well, yep. It just is not a lot to say, is it? Like the issue at the start of the season was defense. It's still the issue, but the others are still good enough to probably win it all if they really put it all together.
6: I do think I still i I said the Oilers win the Western Conference. I still stand behind that. Um, I I thought Vegas was going to be good, and I didn't think they were going to be this good.
4: And I also thought Florida was going to fall off, and that hasn't happened at all. So,
2: Rick, your expectations change?
4: Nope. <laughs> There's no chance Vegas is a 14 and 14. They will come back to to Earth. What are we right? Nine and eight right now. Nine and eight. Yep. So we're not even a quarter of the way into the season. Have t- you're on all track right, so yeah, I'm not gonna. Yes, the seventeen yes. games. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. So no, I'm not, uh, I'm not changing my mind right now. Liam, I'm
2: starting with you. The Oilers Hank Hill. I don't know if it's actually Hank Hill though. Who's Hank Hill?
5: Tell you what? Adam? (laughs) You didn't watch King of the Hill? King of the Hill. No, I don't think. It's kind of like, it's kind of like. I know who that is. Yep. I don't know a lot about him. Well, it's Oilers Hank Hill. You got the whole weekend to figure it out. Yep. You got a lot of seasons to watch.
2: Who was the last Oilers goaltender that you felt consistently confident in?
5: Wow. Well, to be fair, I've been an Oilers fan since 2010. So none of them. So Stuart, <laughs> so Stuart Skinner?
0: Stuart Skinner's my answer too.
5: Yeah. Like, what's the run from that? What
2: about what about before Skinner?
6: Are we saying quietly confident?
2: You're just confident every night your goaltender is going to show up. It's Campbell.
6: That's it's got to be, talking. for me, it was Dwayne Rollison.
2: Okay. In the playoffs, Cam Talbot, twenty seventeen, for me.
4: Oh, that was a good. See, Talbot. You know what? You can go back to Dubnik too. Where you know what? <clears throat> it was the guys in front of him that were giving up grade A chances on that dude. If you leveled all that off to you know B's and C's, I think you you had a goaltender there, and you saw it once he went out and uh, he went over to Minnesota
5: and was a Vesna. Yeah. Yeah, Talbot would have been my second pick,
4: but I felt pretty good with uh, a backup too in yeah. uh, LB. Dad, bought. Dad, oh, bought. Yeah. Dad bot was good, but I liked LB as a backup too. I thought he would have been, if the team played well in front of him and he, he's put up a whole career since then everybody chased him out of town.
0: I was a big, uh, Cam Talbot
4: fan at the time. So I still remain lovely can, person.
0: Can we do, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys this and now it ties in nicely to this question. We were talking about Ben Eager. His last year with the Oilers was 13-14. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> team, terrible. the team had six goalies make a start for them that season. Ooh. Can you name them all? What
4: year again? All Two of eight them?
5: 13-14. Yann Denis. Uh, Drew and Martin, Martin uh, Gerber. Uh, yeah,
4: uh, uh, Mathieu and uh, 13 13-14. Well, before, before
0: that. 13-14. Uh,
2: so, okay. So I'm thinking, because I'm the idiot that came up with the 99 problems, but a goalie eight one. So Ben Skirvin's Victor Fast.
0: Bingo! You nailed oh, two yeah. of the six,
2: and there was four more. There was
0: four more. Where that are they year. from? Yon Denis? No,
4: I said Denny. Oh, did we uh, get the? Was Briz here for that? Briz?
2: Oh, oh yeah, boy. I forgot about that. Brizzy, era.
0: Brizzy, how you doing, huh?
2: There's that photo that every now and then it pops up on Twitter, and I love it, where he's sitting in a completely different room watching the game on a little TV. I don't know what rig they were in.
0: Olivier Waugh? No, no, I was Doobie, but he was trained. Doobie. Doobies four, so, so we got, we got fast Scrivens Doobie oh. and
5: Briz we're missing two, you guys two are missing more? Two more Bunzy no Fuck are they Did they establish any chow careers No yeah kinda Oof. Really
0: yeah <laughs> You want them Yeah I no. really, going to say no. But that's a couple years ago there's, <laughs> there's one that's Anyways go ahead Old Bachman Turner overdrive, Richard oh Bachman. Oh
2: man, I ah. forgot about that Three one.
0: games had a 302 goals against average, somehow a 916 save percentage. I do you remember we were all like, this
5: guy's gotta be the goalie. Because he had one game
0: that was like, <laughs> like unreal. Yeah. I think he had like a 45 save shot against the Canucks or some shit. And the other one was uh Jason LaBarbera. Wow. Oh, yeah. I,
5: La I wouldn't have
0: gotten these if I didn't look it up. I forgot he was so a boiler.
5: To start the season, that would have been, I think Dude. it was LaBarbera. Was to start the year.
0: No, it would, have been, oh, uh, it would have been. It would have been Doobie and La Barbara.
5: Oh, oh because Doobie got a, traded for
2: Matt Hardy. Happy
0: Bullen there. He wasn't there fast. Oh, so. and then they would have gone on throughout the That's year, just, and eventually they traded for Victor Foss. They in, traded
2: Scrivens to in get March. Was at, that the year they traded him to get Cassian? Cass?
0: No, that would have been. Uh, they finished the, with those. That would right? have been the year they acquired him in January for a third round pick. So they acquired <laughs> Fast and Scrivens throughout the year. Fast was a trade deadline ad. Briz, you guys know they signed. They started the year with LaBraBra and Dubnik, and Bachman <laughs> was signed as a free agent but played in. Uh, yeah, he was OKC. more of a. Yeah, he was more of the OKC guy. He just yeah. kind of yeah. came up. He's the veteran.
5: What did we trade Fast for? Was that a fourth rounder?
0: To acquire him? Yeah. Yeah, we traded from the Ducks to the Oilers for a fifth-round pick and a third-round pick, which did not become Dan, or d- did not become Yan Denis, became someone Denis Yan. Stop it. Dude, look at this hockey DB.
2: <laughs> Denis Yan. He's wow. in a bizarre world. Is incredible. I
0: thought you just missed the comma <laughs> Was he goalie there. Was too? <laughs> No, he's a left winger. <laughs> oh, I love it, Yan. Yeah, why, yeah. and it's still playing. So, oh. shout out to Denny Yan, It might be Dennis. Actually,
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you have asked the idiots questions, just slide on into my DMs. I will ask the boys, they have not seen any of these. I just get their first impressions. And for our friends at Twig and Berries, go check them out at Twig and Is his As
0: hand e. up? Yes, Liam or no, Tyler. That's Tyler. I'm just putting up my hand so that we uh take a quick little pause for an ad. Oh, yes.
3: For J.D. Power
1: 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
5: Ding dong.
2: <sighs> Tomorrow night, another big divisional <laughs> game for the Edmonton Oilers. The Vegas Golden Knights in town for their first meeting of the season. What's everybody expecting from that one? Because Vegas is just, they're playing well right now.
0: Matthias Janmark revenge game
2: maybe that's Can why he's on the first line. Please get that for once where we get the reverse former oiler curse where all of a <laughs> oh, sudden Mattias Yanmar goes out. That that's going
4: to do something to us.
2: Mattias Janmark goes out and pops three or something and you go, whoa, where did that come from? He's like, I put like $2,000 on the board or whatever the fuck. And he's <laughs> just like, oh my God. Okay. Uh, but what are you guys expecting against Vegas?
4: I expect them to come out and win. I expect everything that I all the same expectations I had at the beginning of the season. <laughs> So I expect them to come in and show Vegas that we are the top team in the division.
0: When I expect the Oilers to win, they play like shit. When I expect the Oilers to lose, they play great. So they'll win tomorrow.
4: Because so I'm them expecting to them like to lose. So you better finish that sentence, sir.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with Tyler on that. Like, it feels like this is a loss where we're kind of just penciling it in as another game where the Oilers are going to struggle, and they'll probably come out and play lights out. You and can't shut pencil down in a lights. division game as a loss. I'm not penciling anything in. You just I'm said just they're telling, penciling
4: it as a, as a loss.
6: Well, I, I guess yeah. The fans, I would say, are looking at this game and thinking, yeah, that's a top team in Vegas, and this is a struggling team in Edmonton. Oh, I don't but know if we're struggling. We're nine and eight, and that's struggling I guess, I... in comparison to the division leading Vegas Golden Knights. Who are we? Fourteen and four. So I just yeah I would say that I would say that I my my feeling is that this team doesn't win this game but they probably come out and play a really good game on a Saturday
5: night. what are you expecting? I think they'll win. I think Stuart Skinner will just continue to be great for this team, and hopefully they can just Carolina rally around. They've had two big wins in the last week or so in Florida and Tampa, so another tough opponent. I think they can do it. Right?
4: And Stuart's playing well. Like we're playing our two and thirteen from last year right now. Oh yeah.
2: If. Stuart Skinner plays like he did on Wednesday, which based on his game so far this season, I think those are going to be fine. He was not the reason the others lost to LA. No. 9.32 Mm. in that game. That is fantastic. It's
4: hats off to LA for stopping us.
2: Yeah. I mean, they had 29 blocked shots. That is insane. Shooting for
4: ankles, man. Make it painful to stand there. Just no adjustments that game whatsoever.
2: There really wasn't. There was like fastball, 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 fastball. There was nothing else coming down.
4: I've been practicing shooting pucks off feet last night.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We're just, you like stand you said,
2: there? just about three feet higher.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll move real fast.
2: Score prediction tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Daniel?
6: Uh, I'm going to stick with my theme and pick them to lose. So I'm going to say 5-2. Uh, Vegas win. And now the others are going to definitely win.
4: Rick? 5-1 oil. Tyler? Give me... Oh, I have one. I'm going to yeah, say, man, they're coming out and they you're going to see a different version. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say four,
5: one. I was also going to say four, one. <laughs> I'm going to say four,
2: two shocking because, Oh, by the way, like when the Oilers beat, uh, who was it? Florida four, two. I have, there's nothing more entertaining to me than being like, told you guys I'd do <laughs> it. told you. Nailed it. Uh, anyway, time for hot and cold performers of the week for our friends of Canada, snowboard, The FIS Big Air Championship is coming to Commonwealth Stadium, courtesy of Toyota and our friends at Explore Edmonton. Tickets are now available at Ticketmaster. If you look at the real-life Instagram and Twitter account, Tyler posted just what the ramp looks
4: like for this event. When is this
2: event? December 10th.
4: And what day is today? Today is November 18th. So we're just like shipping some snow over from Buffalo.
2: It's actually really interesting to see how they do it. They're building like this massive scaffolding yeah, in Commonwealth right. and they're going to bury it with snow. Somehow
6: snow machines. I would think I would
2: will, imagine. Will so. What are William.
6: we going to do with snow Valley then? Do we have, do we have enough <laughs> snow machines in this city? I would imagine they probably trucked in a few more.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to import some like crash. ice stuff.
6: but we also, there's a factory up top of us that does often bring
4: in some yeah, fresh Just Bring some of that stuff from Buffalo and over. there. <laughs>
2: There's Buffalo's getting snow. a crazy amount of snow right now. Uh, get your tickets at Ticketmaster. Tyler and I will be there. Looking forward to it. I'm going to sit right by the ramp. I think it's cool. Watch the best snowboarders on earth do their thing. Big air contests always roll.
6: Is
5: there a list of who the snowboarders will be? Announced uh, I saw your name on there, Liam. Yep, Bag milk. Yep. Um,
4: do you have certain snowboarders you're looking to go see?
5: What's the Mark McMorris?
0: I don't think this is his kind of event.
5: No? Is That's it's on, it's like on like X, X Games. I'm going to
0: go down on a crazy carpet. This is not an X Games event, I don't think. That would I be think incredible. this is more like, like one of those That would be
6: more like international.
2: <laughs> I believe like so. some kind of Red Bull. Like That sounds like a Red Bull event. You know, like they do that fluke talk or whatever it's called where they built a little airplane, but they just launch you off a big air ramp. I'm in. I'd watch that shit. All right. We start off with our veggies every week, boys. It is time for our Canada Snowboard Cold Performers of the Week. Liam, you are to my right. I'm going to start with you.
5: Alex Adler for Neon Connor McDavid.
2: Uh huh. Good one, Tyler. You're up next.
0: Toronto Blue Jays traded Teoscar Hernandez, and he was a fan favorite and someone who I enjoyed watching base play baseball. Um, I'm sad about it, even though the baseball side of me knows the deal made sense. But I'm gonna miss Teoscar being a Jay. It's
3: cool when they do it. It's a
5: problem when I do it. Fuck them. You almost say watch baseball with. I felt like well, you no, I going. didn't. I don't think
2: I very much enjoy watching baseball with Teoscar Hernandez. That is gone.
5: <laughs> Luckily, he's at my favorite team, in the Seattle Kraken. Yep, now he's closer for you.
2: Uh, Rick, you're up next. Your Canada snowboard Code <laughs> form of the week.
4: It goes to the Department of Player Safety. If your officials kind of make the calls, and somebody has to watch the video afterwards and 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 correct it. And they don't have, in my estimation, they don't have the balls to do it. So <laughs> it's them. <laughs>
2: Hey, Dan, your Canada Snowboard Cold Performer of the Week.
6: This is going to sound a little bit aggressive from me. It's not really necessarily his fault that he's my Cold Performer of the Week, but it's Matej Blumel, former Edmonton Oilers prospect, now Dallas Star regular. And am I saying his name wrong, Tyler?
0: No, I'm cringing because this sucks.
6: Yes. So it's just anytime he scores a goal, anytime I see the Dallas Stars talk about him, it's just going to be a constant reminder that we let him go for absolutely nothing so he gets my Cold Performer of the Week. Word.
0: Hundredth overall draft pick of the Edmonton Oilers. They do not sign him. He forget finds to. his way to yeah. They forget to sign him. <laughs> he then finds his way to the Stars organization after some years overseas. Puts up eleven points in nine AHL games and now has one goal in four NHL games to start his career. This dude is twenty-two years old, six feet, two hundred pounds, right winger that shoots left. Would have been a nice fit right about now.
6: I'd say. I'd say we gave him a Devin Shore. <laughs>
4: One goal in four games. Something to keep an eye on, but I'm not getting too pumped up Twenty-ish goal pace, Rick. Well, wasn't Connor on like pace to score like a thousand then? Like, well,
5: What Scott Shore it. on pace to score? <laughs> does he have a goal yet? No. Damn it. Or Devin Shore, man. You Devin were just cool. Hope he's wearing a helmet he's today because he took strides. a lot of shit today. You
2: know what I mean?
6: And it's all because Liam is supporting him. That's the problem. I'm on the Shore train. <laughs>
2: I, my Canada snowboard cold performer of the week is still the Oilers penalty kill. Oddly, it has improved from 30th place to 29th place over the last seven days, but we are still operating at a 71.8% success rate. That is nowhere near good enough for a team with expectations as high as the Oilers. The PK needs work. I'm Lip in the ledger. Let's end off the podcast on a positive note. Nation Dan, we're reversing. You're up first. Your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week. Uh,
6: my Hot Performer of the Week is going to be a selfish one. It's going to go to Hockey Fight Social Media, which has something really cool coming down the pipeline that I can't quite say yet from the Fox network. And uh, as well, Facebook just unlocked us as a new content producer. And so we're going to be able to make some money on Facebook. So Hockey Fight Social Media gets my Hot Performer of the Week.
0: The big guy is smart. Followed more than how many
6: NHL teams? Three. The Arizona Coyotes, the Ottawa Senators, and the Florida Panthers all have less followers than us. Who are you coming for next? Uh, The next one is, oh, that's a great question. It's somebody with 400,000, so it's a while away. I don't even have them in my... my, my, uh,
2: 400,000?
4: Yeah. Wow. I'm at 352,000 right now.
2: Rick, your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week.
4: If there's one Oiler right now who's playing above what we expected, I think it's Stuart Skinner. So I'm going to give it to Stuart Skinner and his fat mustache. Pour
0: it on! his fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hot guy! <laughs> <laughs> well
2: <it's> done. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you're up next. Your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week.
0: Oh, the Twitter meltdown we got yesterday and everyone just being like, it's going to die! Ah. It was kind of like... What I imagine living through Y2K was like, because then you woke up this morning and it was like, Oh, Twitter's fine. Can I tell you a
2: quick story about Y2K? It's one of my favorite things that ever happened. We had a house party New Year's Eve, 1999. We are in high school at this point now. One of the dudes that I was at this party with, as soon as the clock struck midnight, he was at the switch, the circuit breaker down in the oh, basement. Oh, what an
4: asshole. And flipped everything off. Great play.
2: Shutting down all of the power Great to the house we play. were in. And all of the girls that were in the house just started shrieking. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of my favorites. How many people jokes. knew? Just
4: him. Just him. He didn't just tell him. Anyone. Nobody. Brilliant. I to, That's right pretty to good, good timing. You guys um, have we- no idea what the. <laughs> feelings were in what was being said <laughs> as
5: this was creeping up on us. Well I I lived through twenty twelve, Rick. So that was big. That was what good. was that? You were in that John Cusack movie, the,
0: the Mayan. Was it the <laughs> Mayan thing? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one was yeah.
6: different though because we had no like no communication to like confirm that we were still alive.
0: It right actually
4: sort of kind of made sense when they explained it to you. Yeah, yeah society
0: yeah. very gullible and dumb in 1990. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> 2022
4: is right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same thing.
2: Uh, uh, Liam, you're up next. Your Canada snowboard hop for the week. Tyrion Lannister.
5: So I've been watching Game of Thrones recently. What season? I'm just about to finish. Relevant. (laughs) Just about to finish season two of my (laughs) final episode. He just did a big speech on the stairs to rally the troops and uh, King's Landing. Yeah, he's got his helmet on. Yeah, to fight... the other guy, yeah. San Sanister. But
4: oh, they're going to go through the little
5: tunnels. Yeah, yeah. and then he comes around Rick and he just Moranis. whacks yeah. that guy's leg off. I was yep. like, pick it up. Whatever. Spoiler and, alerts. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Liam, and then man. yeah, he just got just got sliced on the face. And you have know, you seen this before? No, I like I know what happens, but I I don't know like you never watched it, but you, you haven't know watched that they watched, fight oh, over a I house of the dragon? And then oh, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones now. Very very good show. <laughs> It's
2: getting <laughs> hotter. <laughs> Even had to
5: give the physical prompt
2: to tell him to press the button. I didn't know we were ending there. I, I'm out now.
0: Liam comes with like a prepared like book report. Season He's like, for my hot performer of the week, I'm like discussing oh. the third season. Uh,
2: I was going to say Stuart Skinner for my hot performer. Maybe. No, you were going to say
0: Tyrion <laughs> Lannister.
2: You know so, it. So inspired by Liam, I'm just going to say shout out to HBO for all their fine programming. <laughs>
4: this is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you
0: not. Use the promo code ONRadioPod for 20% off an HBO Max <laughs> <laughs> we just If it doesn't
6: work, uh, send them
0: an email. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Some like customer support guy at HBO is like, what the fuck? This <laughs> podcast says it's
6: sponsored by you guys now.
5: <laughs> For our friends What's at. Go ahead then. I was gonna say lots of good television right now. Blockbuster. Do you guys see that one on Netflix yet? I, I watched the first it.
0: episode and didn't like it. Is uh, it's, it worth watching it's, episode two? It's
5: pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It the, wa- the walking is- dead ends this week. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's still on? Well, not almost not anymore. Almost Zombies not. are about to win, yeah. Tyler. It's getting a little wild. Did Last you know that? Night
2: on Netflix, I finished watching their series uh Pepsi Wears My Jet.
0: Fuck, I need to watch If that. you're
2: looking for something, to, Rick, you'll remember. You guys, actually, Dan and Rick will remember this. In the 90s, Pepsi used to have Pepsi points. Yeah. And they had a commercial that I guarantee if you see the commercial, you'll be mm. like, oh, I remember that. Where the joke was for 7 million Pepsi points, they jet. were getting a, wear, a Harrier jet.
4: And someone did it. This and is the
2: story the of a young man who went and got oh, those seven million points.
4: These are the people that should be running our country right now, not everybody it's else. Like when Michael it's
6: Scott, Scott gave up, did uh, Scott Scott bucks Scott, bucks Scott. five yeah. c- for five cents or whatever? No, it was oh, uh, the, sorry, the golden it was Andy. ticket.
4: It was Andy where they were.
6: He was trying to incentivize them, oh. and uh, he I talking the, talking the about tattoo. <laughs> the <fruit laughs> if they cashed in their points for like it was like seven thousand points, he'd go get a Nard dog tattoo. Oh
4: yeah, there's a lot of moments. like that. Liam, did you know that one of the dragons? From that from that show <laughs> was originally Blues in the in Blues the Blues movie Blues. theater in Wall? No, I did not know. Yeah, that. they had to take them out of there so they can go put them on a TV show. Did you
0: know? I like how hey, you looked at me like I would be the <laughs> you, one. You, you, had, a, you had
4: a look on your face there like,
5: what? <laughs> Have for you, you guys to seen the movie Av with Robin Williams? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so Tyler i will know this maybe. Sure. Probably. So do you know in that movie, there's like a, I think it's a raccoon or something like that. might remember vaguely. There was a guy we went to radio school. <laughs> are you guarding no, the galaxy? No, 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 no. Where definitely, are you
0: going with this? Do
5: you remember Connor Brown? From Nate, yeah, that was his pet raccoon. He had this shut pet up. raccoon, <laughs> and they asked him. To, he's now is a, uh, a movie raccoon. And he was in the movie. <laughs> RV. Thanks
6: for listening. No, now a movie raccoon. We're we the best. best.
5: <laughs> Another hot performer. What was the guy's name? <laughs> Sorry, what was the guy's name? Uh, Connor Brown is the. Okay, his Brown. name. I don't remember what the raccoon was called. Uh, so, any other TV thoughts before we shut it down? Yeah, Liam. I'm good. <laughs> Oilers
0: this is game a new segment on Tuesdays? We absolutely need the ISO cam on Liam and we can just stream him live in this side of the room for like, the, like yeah, put right the there. camera up in the corner. All five of us are in the same room for the first time. What feels like forever. It's great. It does feel like and our cool. setup, I feel like is very good for this kind of conversation because we're great. all just in like a perfect little circle, but we definitely need a camera on Liam. Yep.
4: Yeah. Well,
2: I appreciate your uh, TV thoughts and uh, I'm sure the folks at HBO would as well.
5: No problem. HBO. Not really a TV guy, to be honest. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> With that, we're going to wrap it up.
2: Thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Twiggy and Berries in Canada, Snowboard. That is Oilers Nation Radio episode 6051. <laughs> wrapping it up. Shout out Connor Brown's raccoon.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram.